0: I'm but, too busy
1: watching Total Bellas Yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, TNA apparently
0: think <laughs> someone has to <laughs> uh,
1: Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast My name is Rich and I'm joined as always by my buddy Tax Williams Hello everybody Your sparkly pants are amazing Thank you very much, I... <laughs> only available from RJ Singh's ring gear is where I got my gold sparkly serious? pants yeah. Oh, outstanding. And <laughs> uh, we are joined today by our very special guest, Smart Mod Blake. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm very good, fellas. How are you guys? Very good. It's a little warm in here today. It's okay, I think. It it's is sweating the or is it just me? British summertime. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Uh, we are doing the G1 special from New Japan in San Francisco. Love San Francisco as a place. Have and you been there? Yep. I went there for my honeymoon. Very Fantastic. Nice place to be but even better wrestling card yeah the cards are pretty fucking amazing for this card this show
2: it's uh it's very very special obviously a big uh us event pull uh, big guns out yeah uh, boy. i will say this is probably the favorite show i have watched wrestling wise in a very
1: very long time cool that's pretty awesome so let's go around the table and talk about our new japan kind of experience so i've been passionately following it for about a year I kind of was very casual about it previously to that, especially when it was up against kind of all Japan back in the day. I watched bits and bobs then nothing from the kind of faux MMA period they had, but yeah, the last year or so has really been what I've been watching tax. Um, really new to it myself. Um, picking out the old wrestle kingdom match probably started when we had, uh, Nakamura and styles. Mm-hmm. That's the first new Japan match I watched. um, In a long time, the only mark, (laughs) (laughs) but then the um, prior to that, the main Japanese wrestling I watched was Noah when it was on the wrestling channel, yeah. yeah. Um, but then recently started to watch a lot more of it, and it's a fantastic promotion. Really enjoying getting to know the characters, getting to know the wrestlers, and unquestionably the best in ring action bell to bell that you'll find, I think, at the moment.
2: Too right, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely myself, um. About two years ago, I think I started to get back into it because Zack Sabre was doing a few tours, not yeah. as, as he is now. Um, obviously wanted to watch Brit Boy over there, got involved, uh, subscribed to New Japan World and followed it ever since, really. Uh, the other thing we should probably do is talk about who the hell you are. <laughs> me? Myself? Yeah, go on. Oh, just give me a little bit of
1: your background just so <laughs> people know who they're listening to, you know.
2: I'm Smart Mark Blake. I am the ring announcer for South East Pro Wrestling, our local promotion. And uh, I'm a contributor to ProWrestlingPost.com. Awesome. I write some articles and people read them and send me feedback. Sweet man. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Awesome. And you also came to the New Japan
1: show with us, the Indu Milton Keynes, the What's other that week. Three weeks ago, was not it? Something like that. I've I like lost track. <laughs> Disappear week weeks ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome. Yeah, Mark Blake was the first person, along with Alex Aces, to greet me when I turned up for my first SCPW training session. Oh, that's nice. Uh, memories, yeah. yes. So I walked through the door to be greeted by a floppy head, Alex Aces, and a man in a beanie. yes me and my beanies probably look at this guy going who's coming to steal my spot now (laughs) (laughs) some Johnny come lately (laughs) all right so we're doing the G1 special in San Francisco Um, this is kind of a a sweet little event and it's got a lot going for it. It's a big stadium. It's the Cow Palace in San Francisco, which uh JR immediately refers to as the Madison Square Garden of the West. Which I was be like, hmm, not quite sure they're the same. I think this is the first JRism as we see throughout this card that makes me think to myself, as much as I hate to say it, JR just needs to stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we can kind of all agree on this. <laughs> yeah. He's he's spends he doesn't do enough, so he he's that far away, removed from the product.
1: Yeah, so there were obviously a couple of times throughout the event where JR. referred to Bushi as a Bushi, and you can excuse the name slips, for, um, especially if you're not overly familiar with the product. But some of the move calling and the move sets which were being referred to, and just shitting on some of the matches. Yeah, as we get to it, it was so a case of... <laughs> shuttle over the whole show they did. <laughs> but it, yeah, it just it took away a little bit from the action. I can imagine through the few bits I've seen with Kevin Kelly. And Cyrus doing bits as well sometimes. Oh so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine... Because <laughs> they watch the show. They know yeah. who people are. They know the storylines. So it's always difficult if you've got people coming in from the outside who aren't overly familiar with the products. Yeah, JR in general, even when he was doing stuff uh, when he was at World of Sport, even coming in to call some stuff in WWE now... He just doesn't care. It's a payday for him yeah, now. Yeah. Vince McMahon phones him up and says, JR, do you want to come to Saudi Arabia? Because the Crown Prince has asked you to come along. He asked for Gorilla and Heenan, but, you know, and also Yoko. But, well, give him Rusev instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they just don't care. They don't want to be there. This is payday. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, sad state of affairs. So, I mean, we get this cold open with JR and uh, Josh Bonnet. And he goes, seventy-seven years ago, the Cow Palace opened. Many consider it the Madison Square Garden of the West. Uh, and Josh Barnett goes, the way things have been going, anything could happen. Because he has no fucking idea what's about to happen <laughs> or what has happened with this company. And JR follows that up with, we'll leave here tonight with new champions in some area. <laughs> the G1 special from the Cow Palace in Fresco starts now. I mean, the opening package after this is decent, but they
2: just don't care at all. Right? Also it's pre-taped it was an empty pretty much an empty arena and it was just lackluster and that's just being nice there was just no emphasis on how great this show is on how important it is to break the u.s market there was nothing there
1: do you think part of the attitude was down to they thought i wonder how many people will actually watch this show maybe i mean they've got the cow palace the Madison square garden of the west you would have thought they well, should it's be high. <laughs> but i wonder if the jr standpoint because obviously the live audience aren't going to hear is shoddy commentary yeah. I wonder if he thought there's going to be maybe like a thousand people who watch on New Japan World who will subscribe and go through the rigmarole of subscribing unsubscribing apparently is a pain by the way <laughs> New Japan World if you ever want to do that probably don't not don't need to anytime soon to be fair so but I wonder if that was part of the attitude and also I don't think he's done commentary with Barnett before Okay. so I wonder if it's again they a chemistry have. they've thing. done the other New Japan specials oh really yeah they've done all of them and they've been pretty terrible in that case the they should ones, know better
2: they seem to care a little bit well, they did. Um, they cover the Wrestle Kingdoms. They do them for the Access TV specials. Oh, I've never seen it. I've, I've always, never seen it, but yeah. he, he does talk about it on his podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> I bet that's and, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, it's going to be so much better than this, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, they do cover the <laughs> the special, special events. And yeah. again, there's it's nothing different. This is still lacklustre. There's no oomph. Yeah, so like the only times when they do refer to stuff that's
1: happened in the past, it's from the last special that they were the commentators <laughs> on. Okay. Barnet refers to as Rapongi 2K or 3K <laughs> or 4K or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh that, that annoys me. So uh, let's go on to the opening match. So unless you've got anything else you want to say on this? I'm good. Cool. I mean, well, there's going to be so many times I'm going to bring it up as we go through this. Because <laughs> like, I actually watched it, well, the beginning bit live, we were kind of tweeting each other and shit. And then I'd had, done a 12-hour day, so I fell asleep about three or four matches in. So then, I watched this back with the American commentary the whole way through the night, uh, the day after, and then when I watched this like two days ago for this the podcast, I watched it with the Japanese commentary because I couldn't hack the American <laughs> one anymore. So, uh, yeah, the actual the, the Japanese commentary is really nice; it's like a pleasant mumble, and then they get really, really excited in all the good moments, and they name more of the moves in Japanese than I heard Josh Barnett and JR <laughs> name. So, yeah, I actually followed. They seemed uh, what, listening to them. You could learn more about the products basically it's Just, easy to pick out in japanese when someone yeah. shouts out melts a driver yeah exactly <laughs> if kevin and Ke- if kevin kelly and cyrus are doing it they're absolutely brilliant but if jr and josh barnett are doing it listen to the japanese commentary instead trust me it's so much better we've got chaos collective of Rapongi 3k of yosho and rocky romero with gato and yoshi ha- Yoshihashi, the most boring wrestler in the world <laughs> versus the bullet club tamatonga Tonga Loa Hujiro takahashi without his valet not even some sort of San Francisco strippery copy version, which is a bit of a shame, because they did that for Milton Keynes, and it was really embarrassing. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase Owens and King Haku. King Haku, my God. As Just as, again, an outsider, not overly familiar with the product too much, is this the first time King Haku's really been involved with his boys yeah. in a show? Because, man, if King Haku had been, I'd been watching this ages ago. <laughs> I loved Haku growing up. Him and the Berserker, who also got a mention from JR as well in Did this he? commentary yeah, powers nice. of pain yeah. yeah and I was like oh my god Haku you look like a, an island boy version of my dad
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely amazing But Haku, Haku is actually really good on this I'm going to be honest whenever he comes and does his spots I really enjoyed it but for an old boy doing things and still the notorious like the hardest toughest son of a gun there yeah. is in wrestling you still wouldn't mess with him <laughs> fuck don't stab you in the eye <laughs> So That's terrifying. Glad he got his, uh, his his death grip at the end as well. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yes. Come on, oh, on, the, on the beard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good lad. It, it looks. It's really good. He gets it over like it's really vicious and horrible, but it's just like he's just tapping your chin. Almost yeah. it's like <laughs> must be the easiest bump to take in the world, you know. Like, but again, simple and effective. Yeah, he's awesome. I really enjoyed Haku. Uh, what about the God's face paint? What do we think? Uh, I've
2: put in my notes that Tamatonga's face paint was awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I wish they do it all the time. Um, his brother, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was different. Was it was black like it, with like red stripes. It looked like he just rubbed his face in some shit. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> fair enough.
1: But <It> <laughs> <not good. laughs> well, I'd like them to do this gimmick more, like the old Bullet Club stuff where they'd all paint their face and things. Like, do you know this? But do you think this is going to be a thing going forward now? Uh, they do it occasionally, but they just don't do it on every show. Yeah. So, for example, they've turned up in the G1 with no face paint at all. For, like, First the last time I saw Tamasonga when he had his face paint, I thought, oh, it's a screen mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, but fucking hell, does it look? Yeah, cool. it looks. The amazing. way his mouth comes down into his beard with the white mark and stuff—like yeah. it's
2: scary, you know. It does well. I, I'm massively impressed by Tamatonga in this match. I've been an advocate of Tamatonga for about six months. Yeah, he is. He needs to be. I think after that show, he will be pushed very, very much. So, to yeah, the forefront. I mean,
1: this all comes to fruition at the end. But he's so agile and fast, and so charismatic. You know, it's very much. The cliche have all the tools. Yeah, it, it, he he. He could be a technical. He can be a brawler. Yeah. Again, he can do his. You know. Anything really, it's, it's got the it's lineage, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, primed to be the next top boy. I think it seems like it, especially with the end of this, uh, this show and such. It's, um, it feels like he's gonna be challenging Kenny quite a lot coming into that little bullet club rivalry that they're obviously leading into. Uh, <laughs> mostly everyone gets a spot. Haku does Tongan death grips to Gato, which must be living like a childhood fantasy for Gato. <laughs> if you're in this match, wouldn't that be the first thing you're just like, can we just get him to do that to me, please? I'd just be scared to be in any anywhere near. Ring of Haku and yeah. he's
2: probably like kick my face off. I'm with tax with that. i will just keep my damn distance from him. Do you remember
1: when he came back and again do, do, tangent a little bit when he came back for a Royal Rumble when he had his big afro and his like big wavy trousers yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, my yeah. god, Haku. Simple pants. Who
2: did he did he end up team with Perfect after that? Was it I don't gimmick, was it a gimmick Battle Royal? No, or something? no,
1: this was properly he was back in the Rumble. He was like down his like final five or six. Oh one wow. year when he came back, I think the same year Perfect came back and then I think he went into a tag of some description, but. The fact he's still going, and again, I think as 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 Rich sorry, alluded to, the fact it allows the the lineage of Tongaloa and, and Tamatanga, mm. it'll be Tamatanga. Sorry, I'm sorry? J, I'm J Ring. It is difficult to get them <laughs> right because he's got the same last name as his first name, and blah blah blah. But yeah, gone. and then and then Princess Haku came in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's everything you need to be a top star across the world. Yeah, because everyone knows of Haku, and the guy can go in the ring. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I definitely think he's going to be one of the next top guys, we you saying. Bullet Club win with a gun stun from Tama Tagedo, uh, and the booker takes the pinfall. What a lovely man. <laughs> so we've got, uh, next up, we've got Suzuki Gim, which is Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. against a Chaos uh, pairing of Tomohiro Ishii and Toro Yano. Kaze <laughs> Yay, my favorite. I'm so happy. I wish they wouldn't have changed all their music, though. You know they've done a remix for uh, Minoru Suzuki's music, yeah. which I kind of hate. Yeah, it's not they've good. Done the same with Akada as well, just to show you how well, much I am now becoming a fan of um, Toroyano. Yes. I put a picture of him in my notes because hey. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the best. Oh, I wish I could be him. <laughs> At the beginning, the English ring announcer gets over all his merch, which I was just. Was like, yeah, yeah. That was
2: I, I as a ring announcer, I enjoyed that bit. <laughs> there was Did lacking you? a raffle, wasn't there? There was, there was. Unsurprisingly, there was not a raffle announced on the show. <laughs> oh, Brit Rest, I love it. Everyone needs a raffle, mate. I've been watching consistently for two years. There had never been one raffle. <laughs> it's disgusting. Goddamn Gado!
1: <laughs> I blame the booker for this. <laughs> So uh, the match kicks off, we've got Suzuki and Ishii to start, and immediately they go into the same madness they've been doing for the rest of the week with the two English shows and the one indie show they did before this. It's amazing, once, can you imagine, Sorry, in the locker room beforehand, are you going to forearm the daylights at me? Yeah, are you going to hit me back twice as hard? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. That's how this works. This is what we do. This is our rivalry. We'll just do this for two minutes straight. Yeah. But it works. It's the best rivalry in pro wrestling right now. Yeah everyone love eats it, it up yeah. as well you know you're onto a winner when you've got the crowd in the palm of your hand by something so basic yeah. but so vicious <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible at times um, I mean uh, literally they do it later in the match as well they get to the point where the crowd are kind of silencing each other down so making sure everyone gets a nice clear sound of the as they whack into each other it's, it's vicious man but like this is the fourth time these guys have done this in two weeks carry on
2: how are they not completely fucked <laughs> Um, I'm going to sound really selfish here but I've i put my notes I could watch them two do that all day yeah. all day it's great they're the best how long do you think do you think obviously that as their feud progresses how long do you reckon this spot will continue to be over as people go forwards in Japan they'll love it forever because that's what they're used to or no not they're used to that's what they uh, I think that's fair enough you in, know no, they, Kabashi they, what they would do with each other true yeah it? it's been a while since some are too pairing have come up and done the same thing as what happened in the past Yeah. so this could carry on indefinitely over there but as you're bringing it abroad with this new Japan expansion or whatever it is the western crowd are going to get a bit weirded out and bored by it I think
1: yeah there's a chance of it you know Shinsuke has started kind of doing that style for NXT and has kind of softened it down and it's more become more comical yeah you know? which is a real shame probably with purpose though you know yeah but I said I think with the Western crowd, as they now know what happens, I, the reason I asked because I thought, are they going to expect this now in every match, and would they then get any form of disdain from a crowd if they now these two are in the ring
2: and they don't do this brutal forearm exchange going forwards? When we went to Milton Keynes to watch this, that was the one that that was the one, one of two spots I, I desperately wanted to see live in front of my eyes. Yeah. Um. So it happening was amazing. And with the the Western shows becoming more prominent and more eyes seeing it, I reckon there will become a point where it will be too much. It'll be like oversaturated and then I just get bored of it or, you know, start trying for bitch balls or some <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. It's weird in that this style is expected, especially
1: from these two now that well, they do it every time they get in the ring. So if you don't get it, it's obviously you're going to be disappointed by that. But then... If you think about, like, two years ago, Suzuki and Shibata and stuff like that were just skull cracking each other yeah. to get the same response. Essentially, that'd be like clunk of two heads hitting each other that's legitimate and horrible. And that fucking ended his career, essentially. Yeah. And so they've softened down a little bit in the last couple of years to accommodate the longevity of these dudes' lives and careers. But this is an expected thing from Japanese yeah. pro wrestling in general. Like, if you watch any Noah show, I guarantee there'll be a spot at some point where two dudes are just forearming the crap out of each other. I'm sure they are, do have nagging injuries, and I'm sure Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii have got unbelievable amounts of concussions from every match. But I think this style works when you have those breaks to recover afterwards. Unless it's completely just wringing your skull in. I think generally how Kenny Omega, Carter, Naito wrestle, I think they could do it all year, every year for a good 20 odd years still to go. you know. Then switching it back the other way, because there's always, there's been an argument with obviously the, the world's biggest promotion being WWE. Mm. The product is stale because we see the same guys again, again, the same matches. Do you think they'll see the success of new Japan? And they'll say, what if we then let's say give on a rotation, the guys a month off. To recover from their nagging injuries because they're never going to have an off season because of their tv commitments yeah. do you think they'll start taking some of this approach that new japan have and how they have their scheduling and for storyline purposes basically say okay randy orton i mean it'd be great if he was off tv permanently <laughs> but if they said randy orton do you've you got s- <laughs> it's been the same guy who's been on tv since the year 2000 yeah yeah, no, oh my god all, yeah but it's a case of would they say Rest of You can have two months off. He's developing. Yes, go on, carry on. T- two <laughs> months off to recover and recuperate. Do you think something and the success, therefore, that New Japan's getting, do you think it's going to catch WWE's eye and they're going to go, oh, they've got something there. Their talent are happy. Their talent are fresher, but can go a bit more of a, a fast pace, a bit more of an aggressive style. Or do you reckon they'll just keep it, keep the money cows? I don't sl- think they care about their guys. I think uh, they'll work them into the ground until they die.
2: I think since Daniel Bryan had their concussion and all that kind of stuff, days are bigger emphasis now on looking after their talent. Uh, in reality or in the media? Uh, because
1: Daniel Bryan only got offered and got cleared because he was going to go to New Japan or Ring of Honor. Ooh, from September. Controversial. <laughs> no, I, I think because, uh, don't get me wrong, you know he's married to someone in WWE. His father-in-law is therefore a booker in WWE. His brother-in-law is the face of WWE. Wait, father-in-law? Who are we talking about? Laurinaitis. Well, yeah. technically links to johnny ace johnny ace is married the- to the bella's w- mum really yeah. yeah god i don't watch total bella's which is where i see what you get on this from it's my favorite <laughs> pick. i'm gonna be watching an episode when i get home tonight <laughs> oh god love me and john cena's house rules <laughs> so daniel bryan is related to johnny ace via two marriages yep <laughs> oh what's happening in this world it's yeah so, carl cabana so still got signed as a joke <laughs> Suzuki hits Yano with the turnbuckle, reversing Yano's usual tactics, which was hilarious. I love that. Seeing like Minoru Suzuki do something essentially comical was pretty fun. <laughs> I've only seen it. I watched a, a match with Minoru Suzuki and Mecha Mummy in DDT the other day, which is like a giant silver robot with like a spinny weapon that does like made out of foam.
2: Oh, that's right! In the corner, he's trying yeah. to drill into his corner. It's the best match
1: ever. Like I saw a Lariato on uh, Twitter upload gifs, and I was like, I'm gonna have to try and find this. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So he can do comedy, but he doesn't usually. Usually, he's beating the crap out of women or whatever. Um, <laughs> K Fabe, <laughs> legitimately in K Fabe, like that, get that yeah. in there quick. Yep, him and Oscar had a great match. I'm just gonna yeah, Google that. Don't worry, great, hmm, scary, but anyway, uh, Suzuki hits Yano with the turnbuckle. Uh, Yano goes for the low blow. Zach blocks us with his knees, like they did in their previous match. But then when Zach turns to do his it, kind of shifty, you can break your, break Euro your arm. Clutch. With, is that what it's called? Euro clutch. Yeah. Ah, look at this. those names. I'm a fucking amateur. Call me Mark Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so does Euroclutch, as you say. I'm a big war correspondent. <laughs> as he spins, uh, Ishii comes in. Big lariat for the one, two, three. God damn it, Yano. Ruining my picks. But yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this it was fun it wasn't the greatest match these guys have ever had but as a nice comical kind of like you know something different up. for a low blow
2: yeah as well yeah it was nice to see yeah. a low blow blocked and then just twisted around and on, on its head and great finish yeah exactly
1: JR said it's going to get better oh my word yeah I thought that match was really good it's better than anything I've watched on a Monday night for a very long time mm. and it's better than what I've seen from a Sunday night yeah it's, uh, you wonder whether he's trying to be like, oh, it's going to get even better, folks. But because he just doesn't care what's happening, he's kind of just like throwing cliches into the dirt and being um, like, hey oh, go. it's going to get better. Yeah. All right. Cheers, JL. It's absolutely great, isn't it? Um, so, next match, we've got the Bullet Club of the villain Marty Skull and Hangman Pagey against uh, Go Ace Tanahashi, uh, who's my absolute bay. I love this man with all my penis. <laughs> and Kushida. <laughs> um, how cool is Marty's ring gear? I love Marty. It's so awesome—the massive headpiece, the
2: fucking wig, and the
1: coat and everything. Like, well, we touched Marty Skull on the prequel. Marty Skull on the prequel pod. What do you it- call him? <laughs> Marty Skull. <All> right, <laughs> <laughs> That's my second balls up of the night. Yeah. Don't worry. But it's, it's trying to say Marty Skull and the prequel podcast. How he is easily the best British wrestler, and he's got the best character, and he'd be the of the British wrestler's the best person who'd stand a chance of being something in WWE if he were to ever make the mistake of going there. He's right up there,
2: yeah. Most definitely. He's, he's on point with everything. He knows who he is. He knows who his character is. He's, he's a great moveset. Yeah. Just don't go at WWE, Marty, please. Please don't.
1: They'll sit you on 205 and bury you along with like Kenta and Drew Gulak and all these amazing wrestlers. Yeah. Um, so the good guys have Taguchi with them. Uh, do you know who Taguchi is in his history? No, not at all. I, it, okay. My notes here was Google who came out with Tanahashi and Kushida. <laughs> and then I got, uh, okay. and then I just wrote next to it, Taguchi. And then in the bracket, I went, tag. <laughs> so, Mark, you've been watching this for a couple of years, so you probably caught the end of Apollo 55. I did, yes. Awesome, right? So Apollo 55 at Taguchi and Prince Devitt. It's Finn Balor. Ah, yes. Okay, so this is Devitt's, like when they were having match of the year tag matches, this is the tag partner who was with him. Ah, time, okay. Who then Balor, t- Balor, Devitt, whatever, turned on to then form Bullet Club. Okay. Okay, so since then, kind of taken a
2: bit of a downturn. <laughs> That's just putting it mildly, that is. Christ. Yeah. He's become like a comedy football coach kind yeah. of character. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Right, okay. He, he uses a whistle better than Titus O'Neill. <laughs>
1: Does he use he does. a whistle better than Coach, who managed Mr. Perfect? Oh, let's just skip over that, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Tanner is obviously kind of enjoying the crowd in this match. It's one of the things I noticed. I think he likes the response of a big audience yeah. as the superstar. You it's want to nice. You want to feed off your fans, don't you? Yeah, I mean, elderly superstar. <laughs> is "elderly" the right word? No, no, it's uh, seasoned, seasoned. Yeah. yeah, experienced, veteran, veteran, superstar. yes, veteran. Yeah. No longer the ace, really. He'll always be the ace to me. <laughs> there should be sad music playing now. I want to cry. I'm sure we can edit it in no,
2: Royalty fucking will. Fr- royalty-free
1: <laughs> sad vibe As you're talking right now, there is sound music in the background. Trust me. I can hear it. <laughs> it's touching me to my very core. So Kushida goes to the hoverboard lock, which I absolutely love. Uh, do you get the whole Marty McFly after yeah. the future gimmick? Awesome. Sweet. I thought you did. Uh, they go for Texas Cloverleaf, doesn't get it done, uh, down to Hangman and Kushida towards the end. Kushida runs his spots, but Hangman pretty much blocks all of them, holds on, does his right to pa- right of passage, which is this kind of behind-his-back-pole-driver thing,
0: yeah.
2: and gets the three. It's a bit of a lame finish for Hangman, isn't it? Um, doesn't Jimmy use the same thing? Jimmy Havoc calls it a teabag driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. A lovely image. Uh, uh, yeah. This was... for him to see him lariat at someone's head off.
1: This is the first time I'd seen a full Hangman Page match. Okay. And I was surprised. He wasn't what I thought he was going to be. What did you expect him to be of interest? Um, Quite methodical, quite slow. I didn't anticipate him to be as aerial in some elements. So it was a bit of a surprise to me. Again, not knowing anything really about him other than seeing pictures and him being in Bullet Club. I thought he'll probably be the technical guy. Nope. I was wrong. (laughs) Very, very wrong. I mean, he can do technical stuff. Yeah. But... Wasn't as much map based as I thought it was going to be. I believe well, I'll probably get into this a bit again later, but I believe that guys like Hangman Page and Sonada, uh, if they stick around in New Japan, will be main eventing relatively soon.
2: I've put that in my notes. Also. Both both guys yeah. within two years will be big big guys in New Japan.
1: Yeah, they've got charisma. They've got the style for New Japan. It's perfect. They're both big hench guys, you know what I mean? They they look decent, they're good at marketing, you know? They're not bad-looking pretty boys, you know what I mean? And I think with Sonada being in some of the American promotions before, his ability to communicate or at least deliver a promo yeah. in English again makes him appeal to the western audience as well. Page is so astonishingly agile for a big lad. The shooting star he does to the outside every match. And yeah. like that shouldn't be a regular spot for a dude that size. Like, it's so impressive. That's, that that big- was my first thought as soon as he did it. I was like where the heck did that come from? Yeah. He does that every match. Like I've never seen a match where he doesn't do it. No. And you're like, No, that's Will Ospreay's moveset. Like, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it. But it's great. It's he's so agile. He's he's that epitome of like a modern pro wrestler, you know? Yeah. And I think uh I think once he eventually turns heel, hopefully, as the Stan Hansen. Vader, American, invading, big, tough, strong bastard. American needs to do a few pies first to get into that caliber. But you know, like, but as a, as, as a modern athlete, he doesn't need it. He can yeah. still be. Uh, can you imagine his matches, with Walter? Yeah. Because again, after only just watching him once, I thought God. I started thinking, who would I like to see this guy go against? And again, because I think in a tag match, I didn't see anywhere near the full Hangman page. But I'm excited to
2: watch more. Yeah, he's had a couple of real barn burners this year. He's he's come on leaps and bounds in the last since when Cody joined Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and he, he kind of became Cody's like right hand man, unofficial right hand man. He's been featured more prominently, especially in Ring of Honor. He's he's done a lot more work. He's look he's he's going to be great. Uh,
1: next up, we've got the NEVER Openweight Championship. Uh, Hiroki Goto is a champion against Jeff Cobb. Uh, kind of a bit out of the blue this match, but what do you think? Uh, still a good match. Weakest match of the card for me personally. I have seen Cobb a fair amount through um some of the indie stuff that i've watched Mm -hmm. always impressed i enjoyed the uh all the shoulder tackling i didn't think there was going to be a title change and again i didn't even know the characters there was just something about this match that didn't have enough to
2: it to make me think this is going to be big enough to have a belt change it came out the blue really i mean when did cobb um cobb have made the challenge what three four weeks before if that yeah after um goto beat Michael Elgin, yeah. Cobb comes out and kind of helps his partner. I I thought there was a complete disconnect with the fans in this match. There was no oohs and ahs. The they the, 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 seemed a bit bored. Yeah, um, I, I know the action was damn pretty good in the ring, but the fan interaction they, they, they didn't draw, draw him in at all. No, really, this is Cobb's responsibility as well because it's not Goto's style at all. Exactly, and he's meant to be that
1: top guy. Like, Cobb either has to be more heelish or. You know, They need to do something amazingly spectacular to get the crowd involved because they're just not really. But again, as we've said in previous episodes, from a booking standpoint, was this a logical booking to have a warm down before the the, bu- the Bucks against Evil? Yeah, Sonata? maybe. And it's it's also um, they don't want to put anyone against Goto who's going to beat him because I think they want to keep him in that never open weight for at least a while, probably to Wrestle Kingdom at least. Well, they've got to raise the profile of that championship because it's been yeah. thrown around so much. They tried yes. to with Minoru Suzuki, but even that didn't really work. No. Yeah. How long has this Never Belt been around for? Because I know... Cause the, Too long. They've had a Never... Is there a six-person? Yeah, six-man tag. tag, yeah. And that's relatively new in comparison? Yeah. Or have they been around for a while? They're not a WGP length of, okay. like, you know, a lineage of hundreds of years or whatever. It's, it's um what, 10, maybe? Uh,
2: it's less than that, I think.
1: Yeah? yeah. It came out of that faux MMA period where that's they tried right. to introduce all the weird shit. Okay. Um, And it's... I just don't see the point in them. I can see why you'd have a six man just to float around the undercard, but they're currently sitting on the Bucks and Marty, and they're not doing anything for either of those guys. And this never open weight. It's it's an okay secondary title, but you've got the IC, you've got the junior.
2: Like I think they've got enough without this. Too many titles.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing I've noticed about New Japan is because when this never open weight belt came along, I thought, well, that's not IWGP in any way. So I thought, is this just? A TV title, essentially. You can have seen that, way, yeah. A title that is not even a stepping stone. The thing is, they don't really have TV tapings. No, but as in you know, all yeah. that, <laughs> say, they so have that sort of same ilk, it's a case of we'll give this person a belt because, yeah. well, they've been around for a while and what else are we going to do with them? Whereas it's not a case of, right, you win the never open weight and then you're going to go up to the IC and then you're going to go up to the, the heavyweight belt. Uh, kind of. It's almost more of a retirement belt. Oh, you know that maybe I that's a bit know.
2: brutal, but it's for guys that can't get to that top level that have that hard hitting heavyweight I mean, style. As you said, Suzuki had the, the belt before Goto. Yeah. Lost the belt in that hair match, mm-hmm. and then he's just which got on, really good. He's gone on a great tear ever since he lost the title. So yeah.
1: <laughs> doesn't say much for the title. No, really. no, well, not really. Well, you've got it at least. I mean, again, it is that IC television US kind of status almost. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad, but um, let's get to the finish this quick. Uh, Got um by Goto. He hits his GTR, gets the one, two, three, and still open heavyweight. I can't say the name of this belt ever. The open heavyweight champion Hiroki <laughs> Goto. Um, what do we think? I don't remember much of this match, if I'm completely honest. Yeah,
2: this Jeff Cobb, Cobb does his cool spots, his little standing moonsault and stuff. But you know, I agree with Tax. It's you know with the with the Warmed down before the bucks come out with it being the weakest on the card, but still not yeah. a bad match. I might just cut this whole match out of this podcast just because it's so <laughs> irrelevant.
1: but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, never so, got the- so basically Cobb versus Goto happened. yeah, indeed, yeah, I might just add that in and <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> so the IWGP heavyweight Tag team championship matches up next. we've got the champions, the young bucks against evil and Sonata. so the rivalry. Do you know the backstories and things like this? Probably not so much. Not so much. I watched okay. the original match at Dominion. Okay, so you have seen that, the Bucks win the belts. Yeah. Okay, from Evil and Sonata. Yes. So this was this has been coming a long time. Uh, Sonata, and, uh, Sonata and Evil, obviously LIJ, uh, they won the belts and they were feuding with them, the heavyweights, for quite a long time, mainly with uh, Killer Elite Squad and god and people like that did they wrestle god i'm sure they, they did, did yeah. yeah cool just double checking thank you very much uh and so the young bucks have finally come up to heavyweight and they their first match in against them for the belts they won the straps obviously and uh that's pretty much the rivalry It's what it comes down to they've wrestled a few times now but again um, there's no messing about here is the booking what happens these guys want to be considered heavyweights they're going to go through it they win the belt. The other guys get a rematch. Quality
2: and storytelling is very good. Yeah, definitely.
1: There's no spells and whistles. Not a case of oh,
2: Nick and Matt Jackson. Hmm, there's well. no there's no convoluted storyline. It's just you're the elite.
1: Simple. We're the elitee. Yeah. Or something would happen. It's sport rivalry. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Granted,
1: the large and life characters help drag drag you in, but ultimately, you want to see the good guys prevail over the bad guys who will be using occasional shady tactics. And then good will always prevail over evil unless other evil gets involved. Yeah. I was known as Sonata. And- <laughs> I was a huge fan of Sonada when mm. he was in TNA and I just watched it. And again, this is when I was watching TNA on a regular basis. I thought, this guy sorry is for you.
2: so good. They dropped the ball so much.
1: They're too too busy basically. Like, yeah. what's Hogan doing? I mean, Probably he best was never going to stay in TNA. He was always going to come back to New Japan at some point, right? But, yeah, but... But I-, I think for his grounding yeah. and his understanding of... I know it's, again, probably not meant to sound deliberately as bad as it's going to, but the fact that he then has the ability to grasp and communicate in English on a regular basis, with work with American stars in the ring, it's only made him... Through what I see, and again, it's the first time I'd watched him in a while. I can't even think I've ever heard him speak English, but you've got to imagine working with all the American boys in TNA. Oh, at least communicate enough, yeah, exactly, and improve that, that. yeah, yeah. Which I think you can see in his ring work from again when he was in TNA to now back in New Japan. Obviously, by association, you're always going to have to up your game Mm. because the talent is much better in NJPW than it is in TNA or Impact or Global, more is expected
2: of you in each match, yeah. Yeah. But he's so good, and Evil's amazing as well. Evil blew me away, actually. He's he's been a bit off recently since oh, I'm going to say Wrestle Kingdom he he didn't he didn't perform to what I know he can and, and should do and then since Dominion he's upped his game I think it's just getting over that injury yes that, that did help but yeah they're both all four just amazing yeah they get Matt and Snider do Dragon Sleeper
1: reversals and Snider ends up swinging Matt around in the Dragon Sleeper by his neck yeah. it looked horrible
2: that looked great
1: yeah Painful, painful, but great. They go for the Meltzer driver, they don't get it. Uh, the LIJ guys now do the Indie Taker, which is um, the Meltzer driver but without the flip, yeah, which is kind of cool, nicking each other's spots. Uh, super kicked. Do you notice that Matt did Evil's finisher in this as well? Matt did the lariat leg sweepy thing that Evil does, yeah. which is his finish, which is a bit of a crap finish to be honest, but you know. Stealing spots. I like this. Uh, And at least to the end, which is unusual in pro wrestling. Usually when people do other people's spots, they always kick out of them, you know. But uh, yeah, Meltzer Driver after Sonata gets kicked off the top. One, two, three. And uh, steal your champions, the Young Bucks. Meltzer Driver. What a move. What a maneuver. Here is a NJPW, just general wrestling question for both of you. Go for it. Do you ever see either Nick or Matt Jackson being a top singles wrestler? or do you
2: think either of them have the aspiration to ever be a top singles wrestler? I can't see one without the other. They come as a package to me. Um, taking one away from the other um, could possibly damage. I just... Uh, but then, in that match, I noticed... Uh, who was, was it? Matt's facials were absolutely awesome throughout the entire match. It was something I've never seen that much of from the Bucks, is really really good they're doing
1: more and more storytelling yeah over the last last year they've really been trying to put, like work body parts and um this is part of that as well like they're getting over the expressions and the moves well, they,
2: they got slams didn't they for just being spot boys and high yeah. flyers and since then they've they they haven't come out and said it but they've done it throughout them actually since then yeah and I they're doing more and more hanging out with kenny omegas really helped yeah <laughs> <laughs> The only reason I could ever see
1: them being a singles competitor is if it's leading to a tag match. So like, you know, a one-on-one match with the other team's uh, tag partner, blah, 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 blah. Or if one got a serious injury, they put the other one out of action. I'm sure they've made enough money, especially through their um, Hot Topic sales, to not need to go to WWE unless they ever wanted to prove a point that they could go there and make it. But the only reason, and again, as harsh as it sounds, the only time the Bucks should go to WWE is when Vince McMahon is dead. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> at least
1: out of the bloody way. He won't say dead. He, he won't. <laughs> no. Vince McMahon will not quit that job until he is dead. Oh, yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Didn't, and, um, I was,
2: didn't, didn't Vince give... Booking rights to Triple H to have a night for. They but, say this,
1: but we'll have to see. I think if it starts being really good, then yeah, we know Triple H is <laughs> booking it. Because look at TNA's um, TNA. Look at NXT's booking; it's absolutely and outstanding. And and five. five's under Triple H's hand now. I don't watch it, so it's not bad. Okay, Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali amazing. Everyone says you, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> genuinely, watch the match uh, just even as a standalone. I'm a bit like. I don't know what's happened here. <laughs> on that note, as is tradition with these New Japan shows that are quite long, we get a halftime event so people can sell their merch and the stadium can make their money. So, as they were at the halftime, we're going to play a game! Ooh. We are going to play a new game I've invented, which I've kind of mentioned on the prequel, that I've now renamed to Promos with a Z. Oh, God! Down with the kids. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Dragon, Dragon, Dragon edition. Okay. Are you ready for this? I will read quotes from pro wrestling promos. Okay. The players, you two, must guess who said the quotes. Okay. There are three different dragons to choose from, hence Dragon, Dragon, Dragon. Okay. American Dragon, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Okay. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who I'm assuming you're both familiar with. And... G- get this i'm quite proud of this one red dragon <laughs> uh kyle o'reilly and bobby fish so basically i'm going to read quotes out and you have to guess who said them okay so your answers are american dragon red dragon or steamboat <laughs> 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 okay so who wants to go first we- you to keep score have you got a pen or something
2: I hope I think how I many
1: questions have you got that we can't count yeah. on our hands <laughs> Fair point, but I want, to, I want to do this officially. So we've got 10, 10 quotes. Oh okay. my God. So five each. No wonder why you okay. want to cut down the pod. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to take long. We'll just get through it, okay? All right, we're good. Okay, so who's going to go first? Guests go first. Fantastic. Let's go with it. Okay, so I'll try and give you reasonably easy ones to start with. And they they should, in theory, get harder because they're a bit more generic as such, okay? Okay. So let's start with, I expect that from you. I expect that from your father. But your partner, he was a rebel. He was a renegade. He was a leader. So, Dragon. Okay. So, either American, Steamboat, or Red. American. Well played. Mark's on the scoreboard with one. Yeah. Two, Stephanie McMahon on Raw. Okay. Obviously, I've cut out where they've said someone's name that gives it away. So, for example, you said Triple H in that one. I changed that to your partner okay get it so occasionally i'll have to change words out tax it is your turn what we'd like you people to do is join the swarm so don't clap for us we don't need to be clapped for what we want is a buzz (laughs) red dragon
0: wrong incorrect
1: it's american dragon uh with uh him and paul london for pwg did uh formed a tag team called the swarm where they talked about dolphins for a promo <laughs> that's the end of it So yeah <laughs> so one nil to mark right uh mark your turn i never make excuses ever and the pros think i'm one of the worst guys on the show
2: Is that American Dragon again?
1: It is, correct. Go play, you on the board have again. Have you only found Do quotes from Daniel Bryan? Shut up, I deliberately <laughs> put three at the beginning that are all dragon to make it harder to guess. Come on, this is gamesmanship here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with this one. All right. The minutes, the seconds, we have reached our moment. As you and I climb into the ring, we clashed like two titans. It's quite a famous one. So I'm going to go with Steamboat Dragon. I probably gave it away saying it was famous. But yes, you are correct. Okay, excellent. Right. Mark. There's no storm here that we can't weather. Understand that. Above everyone else in that locker room, they understand that now. Red Dragon. Yeah, well played. NXT. Good job. Okay. Go ahead. All right, let's try this one. Help me up. Take those steps. Level me. Break me down with the closed line. Almost ripped my face off my head. <laughs> <laughs> American Red or Steamboat? Uh, it's 50-50 between Steamboat and American. Well, I'm going to go Steamboat. You are correct, sir. What's the score? 3-2 to me. 3-2, excellent. Right, I'll uh, just make sure I've read one that I haven't done yet. Okay. Okay, let's do this one. All right, Mark. If I kick my opponent in the head, is that head going to end up in the 10th row? And if it ends up in the 10th row, what am I going to do? I love that quote so much. Um,
2: I'm going (laughs) to go Carlo Riley, Red Dragon.
1: Oh, you're paying on me.
2: Well played. Yeah, yeah. It's actually Bobby
1: Fish, but you'll take a Red Dragon. Don't worry, (laughs) it's okay. Uh, Right. I've got to get this right or I'm out. Yeah, is this... Okay, right. Cool, cool. Oh, no. It's worse than penalties. Let's do this one could it be yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay tax this one stay in the game i'm not the biggest i'm not the strongest i'm not the prettiest i mean clearly that's twinkle toes in there american red or steamboat uh steamboat's done me well so far but i'm gonna go American. american correct you are still in the game well played okay mark before if he gets this wrong, I get to one right. Have you got a tiebreaker? Uh, no, you just draw, and I win.) <laughs> 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 okay. here my man stands. Plan B, let's jump on the champion, and yet here I am talking to you today. You've done no you've done I was doing really well up until that point. You've done nothing more than reunite the baddest team on God's green earth. That's a, oh
2: oh. american dragon
1: oh you fail ah, it's red, red dragon, dragon from roh Damn yeah it. yeah it's okay right so we've got one more if you get this right you draw i'm so nervous about not losing another <laughs> world oppressing podcast <laughs> okay, okay. game okay <laughs> i'm sorry to burst in right here i've never seen my friend in so much pain right after he finished wrestling he needs all that oxygen and air the man can hardly breathe backstage Steamboat Dragon. Correct. Yeah, Yeah. we're off to a really mediocre draw. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, guys enjoyed that game. Odds. We're still in the interval. I'm now going to update you on Wrestle League. Gonna. So last week I was having a marginally convincing win run, and Rich was lagging badly. (laughs) I've done terribly every week. However, (laughs) I had a few this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did watch the pay per view. Unfortunately, it was terrible. But double points on the pay per view. So you got. Six points for the Dolph Ziggler win. Huzzah. You got six points for the Alexa Bliss win. Huzzah. And you got six points for Luke Harper getting the pin against Team Hell No. I didn't notice that, yeah. I'm not sure about this. Who gets the pin gets the more points rule, by the way. Well, why should a tag member get... uh, Why Why should one person who happens to be the person that lays on them at the end get the point? (laughs) You make dragon, dragon, dragon. I make the rules of wrestling. All right,
2: I give in. And then
1: Extreme Rules. I only got six points. Uh, for AJ's win, so you got eighteen and I got six. I'm then, in. I'm th- back so you in. were back into the back in the game. Then okay. on to Monday Night Raw, Dolph Ziggler won his match, three points. None of your other guys wrestled Aww. the rest of the week. Really? Uh, yep. Uh, Rollins lost for me. What is Triple H doing? Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, whoever's booking it, I don't even know. Reigns won for me on Raw, and AJ won for of me on SmackDown. So Reigns never loses. Heading into the final one, two, three, four, five weeks. We lost the pay-per-view this week, Bobby Lashley, but don't worry. Carry on, sorry. Heading into the last five weeks of this League up to SummerSlam, you are on 24 points. Okay, what are you on? 31, so you've clawed it back, so you're only seven behind now. Oh, getting closer. God bless pay-per-views. Thank you you to my employer for providing me the time to update my wrestling (laughs) spreadsheet on my lunch break earlier. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Right, cool. So as we go back to the card, we've got... Bushi and Tetsuya Naito uh, against Kazushika Okada and Will Ospreay. If I'd been J.I., I'd be calling him Ibushi for quite a lot of this match. Yeah, so what was this? Like obviously, I watched the Japanese commentary the last time. So was, did he call him Ibushi more than once? Yes. Uh,
2: it was It was so embarrassing.
1: But again, as we said, a slip of the tongue. He doesn't watch the product. I'm more annoyed by the move sets and the general inter- disinterest of the product as opposed to getting a wrestler incorrect. Again, he shouldn't do it more than once, but if he's thinking... What are the top Japanese stars? Oh, abushi and he sees Bushi again. Not right. Dickhead's got-, <laughs> got a mask. Come on, like he looks so different. But yeah, JR again, and at this stage, I was but like, I wonder if I can mute this, <laughs> and which which pains me because some of JR's calls have been great, but it got to this stage, and I was like, you know what, mate? Just and Josh Barnett, just don't give up, mate. Just go and be a brute. Just go and beat someone up. Don't sit on commentary. Well, he takes that on board later, but yeah. Mm. What do you think, Mark?
2: Um, what, with the match or just, yeah, or just, just the bushy?
0: Yeah, a bit <laughs> of everything.
2: Uh, bushy, that free-tongue mask, I know someone who would really love that mask. Is it me? Because you do know me. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from you. Um, the SEPW champion, Meathead, would absolutely adore that mask. Oh, yeah. What about Okada's depressing balloons? Oh, don't. we saw that? <laughs> we saw that, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we m- did. Milton Keynes. First time I've seen him with balloons tied to him, not even helium balloons. And he tried to throw my away and they just fell to the floor. Yeah.
1: Basically, Absolutely. he was embracing his middle Pagano and murder clown. It's so <laughs> weird, man. so strange. Is this him falling apart? Well, I,
2: f- I thought that. And then with the G1 press conference, he looked... I, I thought you were about to spoil the G1 matches. Don't spoil no, them, No, we no, no, do. i might yeah. like not about G1 matches. But with the press conference, he looked rather dapper and like he's found himself again. So whether or not he was just on a you know, downtime and mm. I'm just going to throw on some really crappy pants and a shitty t-shirt and find some balloons and draw some really st- strange faces on them. Yeah. Can imagine them back- faces? Yeah, there was faces on them. Yeah. Going up to Gado. Got this idea, mate. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll
1: drop it for the G1. But if we go to this special, you know, unless I'm going over or have a title match, I'm just going to bring out my mates, the balloons. <laughs> nice. Nice. I mean, not exactly over. No. no. He's cool.
2: super over, obviously, back at home. And he should be super over. I was over. just talking about the balloons. <laughs> Hold the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Naito is... God. Naito, I, I was thinking to myself, has potential for great crossover appeal.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's, he's so charismatic. He's so cool. Everything he does, like the little spot where he hits the ropes and just lays down. Yeah. The little flip. Oh, he's the dude. I love him.
2: Mm, absolutely love him.
1: Uh, the match is decent the whole way through. Uh, I, at one point, I noticed uh, Bushi's still wearing his T-shirt, which kills all chops and stuff. Then I noticed, so is Naito. They're both wearing T-shirts. It's a long flight home. Yeah. If your chest's like lit up with <laughs> chops, you don't want to sit in economy. You're going, oh, nuts. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Naito spits at Okada. Um, everything Naito does is just gold in this match. His kind of comic reactions when he kind of his arms go out and he's like, Ooh, and shaking around and stuff. Like, he's just amazing. He's, every, everything he does is so good. Uh, I get hot tagged to Okada. He does the Scooby Dooby Doo off the top. Did you catch this? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Relatively new thing for Okada, but I think it's funny. Uh, it's it's a dangerous path. <laughs> dangerous path. Don't, he's, no, don't go down the comedy route. Stay stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, Okada. Yeah, he tends to do it when they're in America, especially.
1: Yeah. The Scooby Doo thing. I don't know whether it's him going. This is an American thing. You'll like this. Don't know. I
2: kind of like this little character development recently.
1: I think it's, it's something a bit different for him. Ah, You're not into
2: it. I'm not into it. No. Okay. Because cool. he's been champion for as long as I've been watching it. Yeah. So seeing him do a complete 180 like this has thrown me. Let alone thrown him. But would yeah. you be interested in still watching that same character year on year? Uh, <laughs> 13 years, John Cena. <laughs> yeah but but you don't enjoy watching him that's it how to am with John Cena I, well, no 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 I'll really, take that back I appreciate John Cena now yeah I don't particularly enjoy the character it's because much. you barely see him whenever he comes back he's very good he's having but, fake breakups so oh yeah
1: true I think Okada's char- <laughs> wrestling's real <laughs> so is Total Bellas sorry god Total Bellas is definitely real yeah. <laughs> but I think Akada it's just again his tweak for his character for him to try something different and again, on the Strong Style Evolved show and this G1 special, they're, so they are important shows for New Japan, but they're essentially throwaway shows. Yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. other matches you've got on the cards, again, especially when we come to the main event and we get sort of um, going Juice and Jay White in a little bit, they're the key matches of this card that have real knock-on effects to other storylines for New Japan. These few shows they've done on their tour uh, before the G1... Gives them chance to try something new, and again, as you said, if a card is turning up at press conferences looking dapper and isn't turning up looking lost, then maybe it was a case of right, I'm going to give something a try, see how it gets over the Western audience, because then different audience, different feel. Maybe, yeah. But um, yeah. Again, again, it's almost like he's taking a break, you know. Yeah, decent match. Enjoyed it. Top to finish. And uh, again, as always, you know who doesn't love a Spanish Fly? Yeah, one-man Spanish Fly. They're good at teasing a lot of stuff. They tease the Rainmaker. They tease Destino and the Jumping Tombstone, but don't hit any of it. Then basically we're down to Osprey and Bushi for kind of the finish bit. Uh, we get the one-man Spanish Fly, as you said, Robinson Special, then Stormbreaker at the end, which is terrifyingly incredible. How did he come up with this shit? The velocity on that
2: move and the torque. Oh, my God. Lost is quite special.
1: It's a shame because just before the interval, they announced that this was obviously they're coming back to America, they're doing the Long Beach show on the day that he would have been at Progress. Yeah, so it's a case of well, again, as we found, it was like Sabre Jr., as we spoke about earlier, right? I see. Okay, the, these big shows are obviously what they need to pull the talent out for, for it, and it yeah. means that the Progress guys, but again, always cards subject to change, as always. Yeah, yeah, so, you never know he's going to turn up, I guess. Uh, and holy shit, here we go, boys. Champion Hiromu Takahashi and Daryl, <laughs> who's the little cat he carries around. Yep. Uh, versus Dragon Lee. So, before we get too much into the effed up parts of this match and how, how crazy it is, uh, do either of you know the Dragon Lee, Mystico, Sinkara saga It's happened over the last few years? No. No. Dragon Lee. Uh, is actually the second Dragon Lee, okay? When Mystico left CMLL to come up to WWE to be Sincara, the guy who was wrestling as Dragon Lee became Mystico, okay? So he became Mystico 2 for CMLL. But then we all know what happened with Sincara. WWE. <laughs> Didn't go so well, you know? He picked to be, like, the new Rey Mysterio. Ends up coming back to AAA as a different character, like Sin 2 or something. They called him something weird. And eventually he ends up back in CMLL. Okay. So the guy who was originally Dragon Lee has a younger brother who is Dragon Lee 2, who's the guy we saw in this match for New Japan. Okay. But Sinkara is now back in CMLL as something else. Uh, I think he's Sinkara, or I can't remember what he's called, but he's not, not Mystico, which is really weird because the other guy who took his job, is Mystico, took his gimmick, basically. So he still has all the comic books yeah. and all the so TV shows about in, it. In the company where. He was Mystico that he's returned to, but he's not allowed to use the name. As he still looks at Hunako and goes, God damn it, that guy's still getting a salary. Yeah. It's it's a real strange kind of situation. But it's this the Dragon Lee too that's the guy that we see wrestle tonight again. Could you not one. find any Dragon Lee quotes for Dragon Dragon Dragon? no <laughs> I'd
2: love to hear them in Spanish as well that'd be brilliant
1: so do you know that Dragon Lee took Hiromu's mask when they're wrestling in CMLL I did not know there's no there you go that's where the rivalry started
2: I did know that and I think it was mentioned on commentary wasn't it uh,
1: I don't know it wasn't on the Jap- well, it might be on the Japanese one I probably didn't understand it it's been <laughs> <Japanese>. <laughs> but this rivalry has been insane it's been through ROH New Japan CMLL everywhere Like they've they've taken this match across the world and what a match it is Um. Do you want me just to run through some of the spots, or do you just want to rant and rave about this? I we'll thought it the... was a very enjoyable match. Um, Again, with not knowing too much background, anyone who comes out of a lucha cat, good old Daryl, yeah,
2: I'm a, I'm a fan of. <laughs> I, I, have never seen the pair of them wrestle ever. Oh wow, okay, I'm surprised neither of you've come no, no, across this because I, I guess these loads.
1: All right, okay. Um I'm but, too busy watching Total Bellas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Yeah, <and> TNA apparently.
2: Think <laughs> someone has to. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry between the two you can tell they've been battling for years but the the chemistry was just amazing the the star yeah. he, he hurdled over the top dragon lee hurdled over the top rope to deliver a what was it a hurricane runner or a dragon runner Rana Rana yeah onto the floor outside that's the first thing they do if that's the first thing they do <laughs>
1: shit. collar elbow anyone yeah oh, that's so crazy <laughs> So you get that, and I've literally just written down, ah, so many spots. <laughs> but then uh, Dragon Lee does some Naito mockery. At least they're doing some kind of storytelling here, trying to get over the gimmick and everything. Uh, Hiromu does a running cactus jack-esque drop kick to the outside, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, the flat bat bumps straight to the concrete on the outside. Like, mmm, yeah, tasty. Uh, we get the laydown flop to the outside with Hiromu as well. They do Loki's finisher, that double stomp to the outside by Dragon Lee. Like everything is to the apron or the outside or off the top. It's, it's absolutely brutal. Uh, get a powerbomb on the outside and they both get a 19 count. At least they're working the crowd and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. you know? Absolutely love it. They do the endless German spot in the middle, which is terrifying. <sighs> this... How many do they do? 20,
2: 30 to each other? I don't know. Recklessly. Everything looks so dangerous. I I felt I counted four and I just I couldn't watch anymore. I've, honestly <laughs> it's just so dangerous that the gap between the back of the neck and the heads. It's oh no.
1: I wasn't comfortable watching it. Again, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the speed of it all. But as you said, after you get to the first few and then it's getting a little bit reckless, they're clearly getting a little bit tired. And again, you know, they they're cardio machines, mm, but this is ev- every match they've ever had is, by the way. It's I, absolutely insane. It's probably gonna be the last match they have. Well, that being said, I <sighs> get to the point where they're dropping like reverse ranas and lariats and all sorts of stuff. They get a massive standing ovation. Then they do the open palm strike thing, where this is usually how they start this match. They'll get in the ring and they'll just palm strike each other for five minutes until the other one can't take it anymore. It's like a, a quest of manhood or something. It's... At this stage, Josh Barnett, reminds us all that a closed fist is illegal and you get disqualified. Thank you, Josh Barnett, for your insight and depth of knowledge into new japan (laughs) unfortunately i'm going to start putting this into SCPW commentary (laughs) oh it's a closed fist i don't know why referee keith hawkins has not disqualified him (laughs) we get the spot of the match that's become the controversial moment of this whole show um hiromu does a suplex reversal into a rana into a triangle hold dragon lee does the rampage jackson pick him up slam him down while he's in the triangle which doesn't work So Dragon Lee stands up, captures Soromu's head right down onto his, leans backwards to do the dragon, uh, what's it called? The dragon driver and literally just drops Soromu on his head uh, to the point where his body weight is kind of leaning over his head as his neck hits the ground and clean breaks his neck. Just even just you describing it makes me wince how horrific not only that is, but just to see it. Every time they showed the slow-mo and the three times I watched this, I almost threw up. (laughs) It's, <laughs> uh, I would say even the drop because you know
2: how people used to loop Sabu being dropped on his head yeah. this is worse I would say than that I'm I'm glad I didn't watch this live because I think I probably would have turned it off I watched it the next morning I woke up to all the tweets and the, the news about him breaking his neck and I, yeah. so I was kind of prepared for it but watching it it, it it wasn't enough to prepare me that was just no yuck that's <laughs>
1: it's, it's to, I'm not laughing because of the, the situation laughing just because of your reactions it's like
2: it was that bad you I know? mean accidents happen everyone's pointed that out and Dragon Lee was getting death threats and kind of off like he bloody meant, meant to do yeah, it on purpose not, yeah. it was just an, a very 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 unfortunate accident but a move that shouldn't have didn't need to happen to be honest they, they've they done it plenty of times before safely
1: it always looks scary this time it just they he didn't throw him over enough having the triangle with his legs wrapped around yeah. his neck just meant this was never gonna work and you can imagine the conversation backstage, like what's the next step? Where do we how do we put this driver in there? You know, and I just haven't really thought it through it for basically like. Innovation went wrong. Mm. Unfortunately. And yeah, that's at that stage of this card I was be like, oh no. Yeah. Cause I again I hadn't it, it's read rare. about it. It's until very rare. I saw these that. accidents happen. Yeah,
2: when they do <laughs> They happen in a big, horrible way. Really? Yeah, this sorry. this match was incredible. And unfortunately, this match is going to be remembered for that.
1: Yep. This is not the first guy to break his neck. And I'm sure he won't be the last. Um, I just hope he's okay, basically. Uh, we, we
2: haven't heard a lot of details out of New Japan. They're pretty secretive. They don't talk about this stuff, really. Didn't Hiromu tweet a picture of him saying, I'm fine, thank you, in about three different languages? Okay, cool. Good to um, know but nothing. <laughs> I mean, he's the kind of guy that would tweet that <laughs> if he had a fucking broken freaking neck. You exactly. Know? If There's no uh, medical diagnosis come out as far as I know.
1: Yeah. Poor bastard. Hope he's all right. So, I mean, let's get to the end of this match. Uh, Dragon Lee then does a superplex powerbomb combo just for good measure. <laughs> we- yeah, just to be sure. Yeah, just, <laughs> just to make sure he snaps that neck, yeah. Just uh crack it back in does the last right power bomb oh. straight out of the undertaker but luckily he doesn't hit it because i was terrified he was gonna absolutely fucking kill him uh does it de- uh, gets reversed into a destroyer which is amazing uh one two dragon league kicks yeah sloppy dynamite plunging gets the win but as i said this is all about haramu's broken neck and just hope he's okay yeah so we've got the iwgp us championship match now we've got switchblade jay white who's the champion against juice robinson um This is one of my favourite matches of the night, and I did not expect to say that. I expected to hate this, to be totally honest. Jay White hasn't got over enough with me recently, as we talked about last time on the pod. And Juice is a little bit of a cliched, happy American character for New Japan. But this got both over with me. This whole match, I thought, was incredible start to finish this is the first i'd seen of juice since he was not cj parker okay cool and jay white i'd only seen a little bit of him um and again leading up to the milton keen show yeah i don't like jay white at all i i don't get it i understand the switchblade Ooh. character i think it's a good idea but as again we've alluded to in the past he hasn't fully embraced the character and because he hasn't fully embraced the character it comes off as a bit substandard. Still a great in-ring talent, but I think he struggles to tell stories as that character at the moment.
2: I just like to throw into that. Um, after the the spot with JR in this match, that to me was a turning point for White. Being chased around by Josh <laughs> was comically funny, but that crowd went after Jay White and then what happens I'm trying to think about a week later in the G1 which I'm not allowed to talk about okay. with, with Jay White I think he's found himself
1: yeah this felt like the match where really he started to really embrace the character as you're saying like, I don't think he had up until this point yeah. um, but I think... it's one of those things in wrestling isn't it where an accident or something goes wrong and then you make the best of a bad situation you survive Josh Barnett trying to rip your throat out <laughs> <laughs> and you use it to your advantage but I said I obviously haven't watched any of the G1 yet. I know we're going to cover it on a later pod. But yeah, for me, Juice was the star of this. And again, head and shoulders above anything that I've seen him do in the past. Yeah. So the match um, is pretty much clear what they're going for. They're going for Juice has got the broken hand. He's not meant to use it to punch Jay White, even though it's his big move that he usually goes for. And Jay White is pretty much dominant throughout the match. And Jay is the kind of plucky underdog trying to get his shtick in and all that sort of such. Um, so the guardrails are a real issue especially in this match because <laughs> every time they get thrown into them which they do a lot as we talk about with JR and JB when they do the suplex into the guardrail and it knocks JR down um, there's moments before this where they go into the, where the guardrail is in front of the ring announcer and literally knocks it into him and onto him and they go through the rails at least twice like straight through the young boys are not doing their job tonight. The there's young even, lions are meant to be holding oh, these fucking things. There's even one in the main where the ring announcer oh, just gets his knees brutal crushed yeah. by it. And as you said, it's very poorly laid out. Again, looks good for some of the spots, but so dangerous for spectators and ring crew, but did play it into is. the match. Yeah, it helped. And uh, yeah, it might be in the moment that they got J.Y. over as a heel here. You know, he does nice. that little suplex into the guard rail that knocks into the table that knocks Jr. to the floor. Mouths off the Josh Barnett who then chases him into the ring in what is my favourite moment in quite a long time. You know, it's like, as much as I hate their commentary, at least this was fun. Work or shoot? Uh, I, think, I think Josh Barnett was probably genuinely offended. Because the bullshit that's happened with the guardrails, but they're
2: obviously working. If Josh Barnett wanted to actually hurt him, he'd be dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they mentioned the crappy guardrails all the way through from the first match all the way through to this. They get really salty about it. They get, and then even more so afterwards. But yeah. as as Rich just said, if he wanted to rip his throat out, he would have done it. Who was it? Who was rig- Who was the uh, referee? Was it Red Shoes? I think it was Red Shoes. Yeah, yeah. It, Red Shoes and Josh Barnett. Who's going to win? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he's going to step over him if he has to. It's for <laughs> the UFC heavyweight champion, you know. Like, he's a legit dude. But then, if they were working, what's the payoff? Uh, Gets Jay White over. Exactly. Where's the payoff for Josh he's Barnett? A bad guy? Oh, there is none. You don't need it. He's got a payday. But he doesn't care about the hopefully product he'll anyway. He'll never, ever be back in New Japan ever. <laughs> but, you know, it's what it is. There's a Russian leg sweep to the floor, which is horrible. Taking that flat back bump straight on the concrete again. Absolutely disgusting. I Gets a 19 count. Get a, uh, do you want to do your uh, everyone pay attention to me cannonball thing? I'll just go cannonball. <laughs> Come on, I need more than that. It's entertainment. No, there are too many cannonballs. No, I've dropped the cannonball from my moveset. I've seen cannonballs every week. Do you I've know, seen, do you know, do you know the quote from Anchorman? Yeah. Say it. Look, uh, it starts off with Look at me. I've got a
2: very important announcement. I need everyone to look at me right now cannonball
1: (laughs) splash I love how it just peaked as you did it it sounded really good It's proper ECW style that was great (laughs) Uh, Jay White is really mean to Red Shoes Uh, ref back in the corner get a low blow by Jay Jay charges in to try and get Juice the ref turns his back Juice hits Jay with his cast the commentators go mad for Juice on the Japanese commentary you hear them being like go on cover him go on like they're really really enthusiastic it's great um, he hits his Pulp Friction finisher which I absolutely hate uh, but only gets two off Jay Uh and there's a huge pop here of disappointment from the crowd which I really appreciated because I think they all really weren't used to <laughs> me at this point like there's nothing better than a heel kicking out of something and get like a ah oh, from everyone in the arena It's that's really fun I get a couple of sleeper suplexes by Jay that's very difficult to say uh, and then jay white hits his raid blunder oh, oh my God. word oh, oh dear. Dear. wow jay white hits his blade runner which is essentially sister abigail from um Bray white thank you very much uh but it gets reversed into a roll-up by juice and he sneakily gets the win a new u.s champion juice robinson yay which surprised me that he was the first ever u.s u.s champion he was because it was kenny omega then jay white and then yeah juice is the third so, first American. A surprise they had Jay White drop the belt. Me too. I didn't predict it. I, I mean, we should have seen it coming, really, but I didn't think they had this
2: much faith in Juice yet. They kept if watching it back. JR and uh, Josh did talk about how Juice has had title opportunities and squandered them, so they were setting it setting it up. But yeah, a good I story coming in. He has squandered all his. Title I didn't see that coming. No, me neither. So but I was quite surprised, and they, the crowd loved it, ate it up for a character they're trying to build to
1: drop a belt unless they've got bigger things planned for him, Hmm. that may have been... And again, we were saying how the booking's been very good. There is always a long-term logical plan by the looks of things. But was that partially dropped, do you think, because he hasn't embraced the character? I think it's the opposite. I think Gato loves him. I think it's Gato's invention, essentially. And so I think he's going to really embrace him. Have you ever seen any JY's like ROH stuff? No. This guy can go. Like, really, like, he's Young Buck's level of can go when he needs to. Like, he can just do endless spot fest for 20 minutes. He's got the cardio of, like, a machine. But can he tell stories? I think he's just starting to. And I don't think you need to be able to do it that much for New Japan. You know, I think your in-ring talent and the way they will book him will be enough of a story. But hmm, we'll see.
2: I certainly hope so. I've bigged him up for, blimey, 18 months. I think he's gonna do something quite special in this year's G one. I was thinking that. It's him, there's three people in the G one. It's gonna be Hangman Page, it's gonna be Sonada, and it's gonna be Jay White. And mm. They're three to watch.
1: If they're gonna put new people over.
2: Yeah. If not,
1: is is Naito, Okada, Omega, obviously. Yeah. And Ibushi maybe? Oh,
2: that's a match I wanna see.
1: But can you imagine if the final is Hangman Page and Sonata or who are we talking about? Jay White. <laughs> Jay White and Juicy Roman um Juices in it, is it? No but Jay White and a young and upcoming face
2: like uh, it's, oh. it's, the possibilities coming oh. out of that is immense
1: and we know when Gato puts people over he puts them over strong so winning a G1 is going to work you know yeah. with a lot of these guys <laughs> not Goto though uh, yeah unfortunately that didn't work out so well but you know he's, he's keeping him there he's not dropped him. <laughs> oh true very true <laughs> Uh, I absolutely adored this match between Juice and J.Y. Uh, I absolutely thought it was brilliant. Um the end, they really get over the fact that this is a bit of a fluke victory. J.Y. won't let the belt go. He's reaching for it, and Shoes like, no, no, it's not yours anymore. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, they sell that title win absolutely perfectly. Yeah, fantastic match. Awesome. May not be a fan of J., but do you like the match? M- match start to finish was very, very good. Okay, it cool. didn't help with the English commentary with JR basically yeah. crapping all over it. Japanese commentary is great. They build up tension the whole way through. You can hear them being like, oh, is he actually going to? Oh, Jay whites an arsehole. What a dick. We hate this guy. Like, they're, they're, there's not a heel in a face character with a, a Japanese commentary. What they're I just, got was continual moaning the of, way. oh, they're on the outside. There are clearly no rules. What's the point? There's, What's the point? There's no rules. That's
2: another thing. With the Obviously, New Japan has a 20 count outside and JR just did not grasp that concept at all. <laughs> okay. He was like, surely ref, surely it's time to bring him in. Surely ring the bell, it's, it's been 10. It's
1: only used as well when the ref's had enough. Exactly. And he's like, He'll then get in the ring and start counting. Like he'll try and get them in. There's usually three minutes of outside action before a 20 to count starts. Yeah, this is how it's done in Japan and JR doesn't seem to realise that. I take. A, I need to get you a drink. Sure, you guys don't want anything? No, I'm okay, Thank you. Oh, I'm good, thank you. We're on to championship match, boys. What's it called? Spoonerisms. Spoonerisms. <laughs> like Bruce Jobinson and stuff like this. <laughs> Bruce Jobinson's a great name for a wrestler, but <laughs> oh, that's a gimmick. Nailed it. If yeah. he ever goes to DDT, <laughs> it's like edge and Christians. Paul Smackage. Smackage, yeah.
2: Small package. Oh.
1: Yeah, I I was doing it in my head. I'm slow. Shut up.
2: (laughs) It's been a long old day. Who's the other one? It's uh, Flip Sunset, isn't it? Flip Sunset, yeah. (laughs) That's What? Flip Sunset. That's Edgy's character. Yeah. Sun,
1: Flip Set. Sunset Flip. Flip sunset, oh, just switching around right. the away. way. <laughs> so it's been risen, but without, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not smart enough for this. The IWGP Championship montage appears on the big screen, which is always great because you get to see the lineage of the belt and such, and that helps get that over. Love seeing Lesnar getting booed. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Lesnar was there. Do he, you know the story about that's why they changed the belt? Yeah. Because he wouldn't give it back, and it was for a no-key, and that was such yeah. a mess. Um, but yeah, the lineage of this belt is legit. Like they've got some serious decent people. There's not a bad name really on that list, and there is a few. But like, (laughs)
2: I'm so glad you said that. I was gonna cut you off (laughs) there.
1: But compared to no WWE and Vince and David Arquette and you know whatever names, Scott Norton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. sharp. Leave Scott Norton out of this, man. He's a saint. True, true. (laughs) We have got IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Kenny Omega, the champion, God himself. Against Cody, and because we're not being seen by WWE, Cody Rhodes, we can say his last name. Fuck you, Vince. <laughs> hey Vince, if you'd like to give us some money, we'll attract the. the... Yeah, yeah, sponsor the pod, and I'll take out everything you want me to ever take out, if, and I will just say how great your product is. If you'd like to fly us to WrestleMania so we can go to see New <laughs> Japan, that'd be great. <laughs> 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 so we get Brandy and Bernard, the business bear, out. I love Bernard. He's the greatest character. I wish ever. he'd come to work with me. <laughs> uh, this is going to be paid off all in, surely. It's going to be Definitely. someone under the head, isn't it? Yeah, it's me. Do
2: you think they'll do punk? It's Daniel, Bryan. Daniel Bryan.
1: No, he signed a new contract. I oh, know. I was hoping. But if they did punk, mm. that would be ridiculous. The pop can't yeah. be. Surely. Huh? can't be Punk why can't it yeah, he's, he's not, doing a signing he's for Ironality um, the, the day
2: before he's he's there doing it at Starcast isn't he but, yeah. but oh man let's face
1: it Punk's UFC days are over his MMA days are over does fair play to him does he need the money no because <laughs> he, lo- he didn't lose his lawsuits <laughs> anyway sorry do you know who the perfect person would be x Park.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> make some noise <laughs> No, 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 no.
2: no, It should be Virgil, shouldn't it? Oh,
1: mate. Virgil was, to be fair, Virgil was the first choice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he was the fourth man of the NWO. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we get Ber- uh, Brandy and Bernard out, that's hard to say. Um, Cody out in his sci-fi kind of Roman legionary gears. Badass. He's so cool. Got his King Mabel thrown out as well. Yeah, that carried to the ring on the throne is absolutely great. Oh, he is so hyped good. as well. Like when he gets to the ring, he's like snorting and like he's, he's determined to put on the best match of his life tonight. He is the best example of someone who is not being used by WWE to go out and prove how good you are because he's probably making more money he's got more notoriety and the fact is again for him name lineage as well like we said earlier about Haku the fact that Cody Rhodes has gone and done what he's done and now done the all in show best thing ever leaving WWE his stock is he through needed the it. roof he definitely needed it do you think it's about time he went back no hell no Okay, not for a while I think he. I agree with you. I just I would throw it out there playing that devil's advocate, you know. I just think at the moment there'd be no one for him to have a compelling story with. He'd be able to have great wrestling matches. Ziggler, and, <laughs> sorry. <I'm rude. laughs> Vince would. Be, I like Ziggler. Don't get me wrong, but that's exactly how Vince would book it. Vince be like, would be like, oh, here's Ziggler, there you go. Ah, oh, bring back the Stardust character." Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Kenny's out with the Young Bucks in tow, which is kind of cool, and they immediately add tension to this match. Uh, they know they don't want each other they don't want Kenny killing Cody and vice versa. When Brandy goes into like rescue Cody and stop him from being killed, they're the ones that are comforting her and helping out the Bucks play a great role in this match. I-, I wasn't sure they would be needed, but they really add to the story and the-, the bullet club leadership kind of feud that's been happening between these two. I thought it was a nice touch to have them there. And again, as you were mentioning earlier about facials and storytelling for the Bucks. I will never hear the word facials without laughing inside. I'm like. <laughs> Facial expressions. Yeah. Outstanding. Really added to it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Come <laughs> on, <Gary>.
2: Wowzers. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. hey
1: Sorry, God. No, I literally can't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bucks create a lot of tension without the match. And it's, this match is relatively simple to start with, but they do everything to perfection yeah as far as i'm concerned i've got no complaints there's nothing in there that is wrong everything in it has a purpose there's no wasted momentum by any of them at all lots oh. of shoving and face palming each other and really getting over
2: this feud what got me in the beginning of this match, first five five to seven minutes just headlocks and cravats there wasn't much else going on and it was great yeah and also <laughs>
1: not to be overly laddie, but having brandy at ringside she looked amazing She's and gorgeous, and really, really yeah. added to, because the natural, I want to protect my husband, I want him to win. The emotion there, even though you've still got the heel face dynamic, you had sympathy for the heel. Yeah. And I think having the Bucks and Brandy at ringside, as you said, Rich, added to this match yeah. amazingly. It would have been a brilliant match if it was just the two of them, but having these other guys outside just made it near perfection. Yeah. Uh, we get kind of a, a double stomp through the table, which is disgusting where he bounces up off the guardrail. Um, we get into the Terminator spot. But yeah, as he goes to the Terminator on the spot, there's an upside down table just beyond them. And thank God one of the Bucks has reached over and just dragged that table oh, out of the yeah. way to make sure they don't impale themselves on it. That was a bit like, oh, he's going to die. He's going to die. Oh, thank God for the young Bucks actually paying attention um they run spots and suplexes they get the kind of head-to-head boo stuff going as well very cena and main event stuff you know is what they should be doing really um but then uh this is the point where I start to realize the kind of story they're trying to tell here Kenny is being the dominant wrestler as he should be he's the best bout machine that's how they pimp him out basically um and Cody is not cheating like I expected him to It's very much Cody trying to prove that he's worthy of this leadership spot. He's not acting so much as a heel anymore because right leading up to this, he was a bastard in every match, essentially. And so this is them leading into all in with his NWA championship, thinking he's probably going to be faced for that. And, you know, ending this feud of the Bullet Club for obvious reasons what happens afterwards. You know, like, how do we feel about Cody not being a big heel here? I think the fact that he has got the internet abuzz because he challenged Meltzer and sold out a 10,000 arena means you can't be healed. I think he's the saviour of... Take a step back, what? <laughs> what? He's challenged Meltzer? No, Meltzer challenged him. Right. Because this is the whole reason why he started doing All In. Because he basically oh, said, I thought a, you meant arena. he challenged him to a match. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, is Dave Meltzer going to wrestle? He's hedge as fuck. we like, you know. <laughs> no, he should never wrestle. Sorry, Carol. No, but I... The fact is that as he's doing that, and as you said, going into all-in, which will be against either Nick Aldis or Flip. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Flip. Yeah, they haven't built it. I mean, what a disappointment for Flip. It's a case of... Uh, oh. well, it's probably better if it's Nick Aldis but Flip still appears in the show somewhere else yeah like you know jumps out of the crowd and saves as Bernard at the end or something yeah well, it probably is going to be isn't it yeah it's got to be Flip as Bernard but yeah I don't think that what a disappointment can... by the way <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, especially after you've now suggested it might be Punk as the match progresses uh, Cody sets up a ladder in the, on the edge of the ring uh, Kenny is on a table on the floor The Bucks try and talk sense into both of them as Kenny climbs the ladder, which is a really kind of cool emotional moment and good storytelling. Um, (laughs) Both end up on top of the ladder. Thank God Cody reverses and does a suplex into the ring. Massive suplex, superplex. Can you even call it a super-duper du- super uh, crazy? <laughs> Super-duperplex yeah, it is. The pinfall off of this ladder, uh, did, I, I think this is on both broadcasts. Actually, they cut away from the pinfall. Yes, yeah. to show the belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to show a blurry shot of the belt. It's like, come on, Mr. Director, you did pretty well up into this point, but goddamn Kevin Dunn, got it wrong. <laughs> it's basically the end of the World Cup final. Let's get ready for them to raise a trophy. Why are there businessmen standing in front of Larice? So stupid, isn't it? uh so kenny gets pushed into red shoes and he's thrown to the mat which is unusual uh for kenny but obviously he's panicking trying to get the match finishes he's just uh throwing red shoes to the mat which allows cody to cheat but he doesn't as we talked about earlier goes to the crossroads gets one two and a kick out and cody teases the vertebrae breaker which he calls something else but he should call the vertebrae because that's an amazing name for the move uh we get a v trigger for the first time uh, one wing angel doesn't get it. Ver doesn't get it. V trigger again to the back of the head. A straight power bomb from Kenny Omega. Nice. Bit out of the blue this, but oh, it was brutal. It was a rough one. Uh, then a bunch of more V triggers where he starts to get really slow and methodical, and it's just literally nailing Cody in the back of the head with these V triggers, and it gets very nasty at times, which I think is getting over the longevity of this feud and this story. Yeah, you know? definitely. But Kenny, uh, sorry, but Cody kicks out. They then go for a power bomb on the table of Japan on the floor. Remember this? Yep. Awful. The Japanese table does not sell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that one bit.
1: The whiplash on Cody's head was like Phew! as it kinda hits the table. It looks pretty bad to be honest. It was awful. You watch the replay, the power bomb isn't straight in the middle of the table. They've gone just off to the edge where the legs are. So I think that's one of the reasons it didn't break. There's also, there's quite a distance between the apron and the table. Yeah, I think the gap was the issue more yeah. than the positioning of the table. But again, you're not going to know that because I think someone moved the table a bit further away from the ring during the ladder spot. I think mm. the table got moved further back. Right. So when they went to drop the powerbomb and dropped him to the outside, I think the table was out of position. Mm. So again, as we said last week about people not catching to the dives, the Japanese table shunned its responsibility. Can't rely on that. You can't, can't rely, rely on, that. on Murder Clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy gets in the ring to stop Kenny killing Cody and pleads with them but Cody pushes her away in this tear-worthy emotional moment of I will do this myself it's just a great little moment uh lariat by Cody is uh Kenny goes to the v-trigger which is a nice little surprise and like he's buying into the Japanese ethos and way of doing things at the last minute you don't know what else to do throw a lariat and wish for the best you know uh, then Kenny hits a J driller the double underhook pile driver which is absolutely brutal more V triggers and a one wing angel one two three Kenny is still the champ not surprised at the outcome uh, Kenny has to hold on to this but at least to Wrestle Kingdom hell yes yeah has to hold on to it. all the G1 all that sort of stuff get to Wrestle Kingdom see who wins the G1 and, and I'm sure they'll have an amazing match probably Naito or Okada <sighs> would they go Okada and Omega again? because at some point while the match will be good, they
2: won't be able to better it, and then people will be like, oh, it wasn't as good as... It's not been a problem yet. <laughs> no, but that's thing, yeah, <laughs> it depends on what happens with Okada. If he has a bit of a personality change, if yep. he becomes an evil bastard, and, and Kenny's the, the, the all good, mm. that could work. Maybe, maybe. But then I wonder if what's happened, what we're going to discuss next,
1: is going to play any bearing... On what's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. So we get the usual end of match festivities and then the Bullet Club go up the ramp and the Tongans, uh, Tamatonga, Tongalo and Haku are waiting for them. Immediately, you know, something's up, right? Yeah, I think everyone did because it's not the full Bullet Club. It's just the Tongans who haven't been really associated with this little group of the elite recently. And they finally turn heel and reveal the, uh, reveal the Firing Squad T-shirts. And they end up beating the crap out of eight of the Bullet Club in the ring one at a time with all this... Even uh, Yujiro and Chase Owens who they've been like best buddies with and all this sort of stuff. So I think we can all assume that at Wrestle Kingdom it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Haku. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, I would watch. I'd I'm, buy in. That. I'm yep. totally in. Yeah, <laughs> We're all subscribed anyway so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean finally Tama Tonga especially going to get him over as the heel, he
2: top heel he deserves to be Tama's time to shine
1: yeah definitely we've kind of talked about this already so we don't need to go over it again but yeah, yeah it's, 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 he's so good he's so charismatic with the Tongans and with Bad Luck Fale behind him it's going to be great can't wait again it's nice diversity and again it means that rather than having a split of the Bullet Club which I think, again, let's be honest, we're still running a business. You split up the Bullet Club, you s- you lose a lot of money. They're not going to lose that T-shirt money. No. So you keep the Bullet Club together, you give them someone else to feud with, you then elevate new stars whilst having your undercard stories and build other people like Jay White. I said that with such disdain. enthusiasm there. has Well no, I said, you know, Jay White, if he's, play- if he's put to be a star, he'll be... The star, you said, how Gato books people. If he books them well, they are your next big guys. But I can imagine leading into the next few months and heading towards 4th of January, we are going to have some absolutely breathtaking matches and an amazing G1.
2: Tama's in the G1. Is Tonga's not in the the G1, is he? No, it's just Tama. And Farley. Farley is, yeah. So Kenny's going to take them on at some point. I think they're in the same block.
1: I think um, Kenny and... Tama are definitely in the same block. Farley's in the other block. Something at the press conference where they were sitting. Oh, Fuck yes. em. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the press conference? No. Was Farley. Farley the one at a time they come up and they do the whole. Oh, i will be so good. I'll do my best. I'll give me all your support. Farley oh, comes. Up. promo then. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Farley comes up to the mic. Goes. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck <'em." laughs> I <laughs> just walked back. <laughs> and this is his new gimmick. He's got a t shirt. It's like every time he's in the promo, he's like, The Bullet Club, fuck him. The Elite, fuck him. <laughs> it's just like, this is just, he just turned into the Iron Sheik. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make you humble. <laughs> fuck you.
2: I'll probably, I probably, I was trying not to swear so much at this pod, but it's just gone to shit. So, yeah. <laughs> It's all good. But uh, going into Wrestle Kingdom, uh, uh, can you make this Bullet Club, suppose, split? Mm. Back, can, it, can it last all the way to January next year yes from I a business so. standpoint yeah. will it have as much of
1: an integral part in New Japan storylines going forward I'd say probably not because you've got Golden Elite where they'll have their little faction Yeah, Cody will be focusing on All In and doing a few other bits Yeah, um, and then obviously you've got the Tongans I think they're going to stick with Bullet Club versus Bullet Club for a while it's Wolfpack Hollywood basically mm-hmm. um uh that's
2: how booking goes, and we're looking forward to the Young Bloods versus the Billionaires Club. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't get that far into this N.W.S. storyline. I like, I like what Tama Tonga and uh, his brother been saying that it's in the Bullet Club there is no leadership. Yeah, everyone is equal. So why are you squabbling over it a, a supposed leadership that doesn't exist? Yeah. Well, they
1: were saying before, weren't they, that in some of the promos that you had Tama Tonga in the background, where everyone was like taking sides, he was just sitting back, being like, yep. <laughs> and yeah. And again, brilliant storytelling. Because you can go been, back to that. It's like he's been biding his time for about a year now. Yeah. It's been a long build this coming. This this payoff was well deserved. It's been a long time, you know. And just checking again, uh, excuse my naivety for New Japan. It's cool. They used to just do one-year contracts, didn't they? Which expired after Wrestle Kingdom each year and now they've extended those so they've got
2: lot more longevity for their talent? I think, I think the Bucks runs out October. I have no idea. I'm sure I've read somewhere that they, they run out sometime this year. And already the, the rumours are starting, are oh, you going to go and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I think Kenny's tied down for a bit longer, but I'm sure the Bucks are up this year. It was
1: more just for their their progressive storylines going forward, because we see these things, as we said with, with, with Tama, that it's a case of he's been waiting a year for his chance to do it. If some of these guys haven't got long-term deals, now even just two, three-year contracts with New Japan will gado invest in those storylines if he thinks that there could be like aj and when original club left with gallows and anson going or will he then be able to have the ability to slide things in if people were to leave i think it depends on what they do with it and that if this is just for the never six man this whole <laughs> feud is just over the never six man because they've got three guys the bullet club have got the never six man that's gonna be terrible like they need to push tamatonga to a high status. Whether it's winning the G1 or not is up for debate. Like, I don't think that's the move to make right now. But Gato does stuff like this. Like, you look at the, who wins the New Japan Cups. Like, Goto won three of them before winning the G1. Zach won this one. <laughs> no one expected to win. He beat every top guy, like, better much on the roster on the way to doing it. Made them all tap. Yeah, like, literally. Like, all the best guys. Um, And so, if he does it with Tama, then this feud could be amazing. But... Tamatonga Tonga, Kenny Omega for Wrestle Kingdom main event? You've got, what, mm. seven months to build Tama up? The question is, is though... Is it good enough, though, to the main event, Wrestle Kingdom? Think about the matches that have done that over the last, like, ten years. Well, again, my naivety, I'm assuming New Japan will always have their main belt in the main event. Oh, um, yeah. Well... Hmm. Which, therefore, leads the to... Occasionally, it's the Intercontinental belt. Yeah, so would it then be that they'd have Omega and Tama co main and then have an IC for
2: the main. Uh I don't think they'll do that to Kenny. I think Kenny's they've 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 pushed Kenny so much as this new global superstar, yeah. spearheading New Japan. There's no way he's not gonna be a main main event in
1: On that note, thank you very
2: much for joining us today, Marks. We'd love you to have a guest. Thank you for inviting do me. Do you have any social media you'd like to plug? Uh please do. M- my Twitter is smart underscore mark underscore B Cool. Where's your uh, writings available at? My writings are available at prowrestlingpost.com. dot
1: com. Awesome. Uh you can check out our shenanigans. Do you want to do it? I am at the Tax Williams on Facebook and Instagram. You don't use your Instagram though. I don't know how. You should. Take photos and just put them up, it's great. <laughs> I'm what? sure people will be really interested in my biscuit pose <laughs> <laughs> from, You'd from the amazed. last SCPW You'd event. you be absolutely amazed the bullshit that's on Instagram. <laughs> Just do like MySpace like, angles down your top. You'll be fine. <laughs> Get my man cleave out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, name. Uh The website is worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Uh, next week, next, you pick this one. Yep. Next week, we are going to go back and watch the first ever NXT TakeOver. Thank God it's only two hours as well. (laughs) So we should be able to get this pod done
2: in like an hour and a half. (laughs) All right, it's been a pleasure. Take it easy, people. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.